War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 127. It's February 25th, 54 degrees outside and 518 in the afternoon. Sun's up, so that's good. Um, it's been about 10 days since I've done one of these. Um, I'm not sure why. Oh, I do know why. I got this new radio. I usually am driving home and I listen and I hold my phone and I record a voice, voice memo and I email it to myself and then upload it to SoundCloud. Well, I got this new radio in my truck for Christmas and um, it's a very, very bare bones radio. It's like just, just a radio, barely even a little screen on it and a CD player, but it's got a mount built into it. So I put my phone on the radio and it's got an app that looks like a radio interface and so your phone is the radio so then you can just like go to your Spotify and play it through Bluetooth or through or the USB or Pandora or whatever so a lot of times my phone is my radio and I don't record because I'm enjoying listening to my phone's music anyway who cares um, it's Thursday Auburn beat Georgia in basketball last night 84 to 81 at one point, they were leading by 18. At halftime, they were leading by 15, I think, maybe 17. Um, and Auburn didn't start playing terribly. Georgia just started making shots. They missed a ton of shots in the first half. I think they ended up shooting better than Auburn overall in the game because um, they had they had more rebounds. They had There were a ton of, like, I mean, they had rebounds, but it didn't mean they scored. It seemed like multiple times... They had about five rebounds in one possession, but they still didn't score. I mean, they, they looked like Auburn a few times this year where just nothing was going in. Um, Auburn didn't play awesome. But they didn't play bad at all, really, by their standards. Um, Jordan Granger had season high. He had a double-double. Uh, T.J. Lane. Lang had, a, I think he had a season high points. Um, they both just were draining threes. Uh, T.J. Dunnans was doing it. was playing well at point guard. Um, Simeon Bowers had two charges early. One was not a charge. One was a charge. So he, he didn't play the final 17 minutes of the first half. And Auburn actually extended their lead at that point. Not to say anything bad about Sim, but, you know, it, it was just strange. He came in and didn't play bad at all after that either. Um, but like I said, Georgia just started making shots. And slowly, surely they just kind of – it go – get down to a 10-point lead, then maybe a 9-point lead, then maybe a 7. But every single time, it seemed like Auburn hit a 3. Every, that thing that, that always happens at Auburn, especially the time they played at Georgia, where Auburn was down like 20, and they'd get it to like 10, and then Georgia would hit a 3-pointer. That happened against Vandy. It happened against Missouri. Just, And I've tweeted about it almost every time. It's like any time there's a resemblance of a run to kind of catch back up, they would hit a 3. And that's what Auburn did last night. Bryce Brown, uh, TJ uh, Lang, and Jordan Granger, they just always seem to hit a three. Sim even hit a three last night. So did TJ Dunnan. So I think we had 11 total. Um, but Auburn was putting the dagger on them for the first time. However, it got down to about two minutes, and they got in the foul game. I think Auburn was winning by 10 with two minutes left, maybe even a minute and a half left. And they got in the foul game, and surprisingly, Auburn hit their free throws. I think they were like 8 for 10 to end the game. 
but even when they were making those two free throws, Georgia was going down and hit threes. They hit something like three or four threes in a row. That number 12, can't remember his name. Um, he was their leading scorer, Marshall or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Um, just went down there. I mean, like, not even spotting up. Just, hey, I know we're down. Let's just chunk up a three. And every single one of them went in. Then their number 30, their point guard, can't remember his name. He was their second leading scorer. Well, what I was going to say was, Auburn was making their free throws. That's two points. Georgia's making three-pointers every single time. So it was literally, I don't remember a possession where nobody scored for the last two minutes. It was Auburn getting two, Georgia getting three. Well, what does that mean? Every single possession, Georgia gained a point on Auburn. And eventually, it got to uh, 80, was it 81 to 80? Yeah, 81 to 80. And then, so it, was, it went from 18 to 1. Which, you know, that happens in basketball sometimes. Um, but it got to the point where I think there was three seconds left. They had to shoot a three to tie. And we fouled them right when they went past half court. And everybody went crazy. Even some of the players were like, no, I didn't foul them. It was New Williams. It's actually a good thing. It's that rule you always kind of forget about until you watch a lot of college basketball like March Madness. I always forget about it. It's not a rule, but a strategy where they need three points. They've got one shot foul them. That means they've got to make a free throw, then miss a free throw on purpose, and hopefully put it back to tie. So, I mean, they need three points. You're giving them free throws, which is only two points, unless something crazy happens. So it worked out. And it even doubly worked out because the guy, number 30, who had not missed a shot all night, it seemed, missed the first free throw. So it was kind of over from there because he had to miss the second one and hope that it bounced out behind the three-point line with like a second left. So it worked out. Auburn pretty much manhandled him. I mean, getting up by 18 points is manhandling. And without playing terribly, just Georgia started making shots, was able to hold on. Uh, earlier in the night, the baseball team beat Florida A&M 11-2. I think there was a uh, starting pitcher. can't remember who it was. Uh, can't remember. He had a shutout. So I think he came out not giving up a run. Um, but Florida A&M had scored like, I think they scored like 9, 12, and 9 in their first three games. And Auburn held them to 2. And the starter held them to nothing and was able to score 11. Florida a and not obviously a powerhouse, but, you know, I say that, but, you know, all the, in baseball, you know how basketball you'll have a – St. Bonaventure get into the tournament and upset somebody. But baseball's even worse. I mean, baseball, there's a reason they play 162 games in baseball, in Major League Baseball. There's a reason all of the, you know, it goes to seven games and all that, the playoffs. Um, it's because anybody can beat anybody in baseball. It takes a lot of games to figure out who the best one is. Um, so anybody can beat anybody. I mean, there are high school teams that could beat a decent college team on the right day. Unless they've just got some pitcher who's throwing 100 and they can't touch anything. It, that's just how baseball is. So, um, there, I, you know, a lot of people who are still in football mode or don't care about baseball and only see the scores went crazy last weekend when Auburn lost to lost the series to Sacramento State. Um, you know, they won the first game. Second game, the bullpen blew it. Third game, the bullpen blew it. Both games, Auburn scored five or six, and we're up three or four runs, and the bullpen kind of let them come back. Again, that's how baseball is. It's, it's not, you know, 
the starting pitching is there for Auburn. It seems like the bullpen's where they're getting some work. And that's where, or they need some work. And that's what these games are for. I know you don't want to see Sacramento State beat Auburn, but it happens in baseball all the time. Good teams lose to teams you've probably never heard of in baseball. It just happens. Um, it's too much of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of room for things to happen. Huge field, ball could go anywhere. You just never know. I mean, a, a check swing could be a home run. It, it's just, it's a weird sport in terms of figuring out who's really that good. Because there's a lot of times, ball doesn't go to the best players. or The best hitter's not given a, hit, a pitch to hit. It's just, you know, whatever. It's very much strategy and stuff like that. But Auburn, I think, you know, I feel like Auburn was decent in baseball last year. They made the tournament for something they hadn't done in forever. Uh, got a lot of that team coming back, uh, even some more good JUCO players. It's just, you know, a quick, weird coach change made it seem like we didn't know what we were going to have this year. But I think they'll be all right. I mean, I think they should finish middle in the middle of the SEC at worst. I don't know. We'll see. Baseball's weird especially college baseball. Uh, what else? Okay, so the combine is this weekend. Auburn has seven guys, eight if you count Duke as an Auburn football player, which, sure, why not? Um, but kind of the two big headlines the last few days have been Peyton Barber saying he kind of came out because his mom's homeless and he wanted to help out there. Then his dad came out and said his mom is not homeless, um, which she's... It depends on what you call homeless. But I'm going to say she's not homeless because, I don't know, the word homeless could mean a lot. She does not have her own home, okay? So if you're renting an apartment, does that mean you're homeless? You've got a home that you're, you don't own it. I don't know. But anyway, she is staying, living with her daughter who has three kids. So it might not be an ideal situation. I don't think she's homeless. I don't think Peyton wanted this to blow up like it did and I don't think and I definitely know his dad did his dad is kind of angry because it makes it look like his dad can't handle it or I'm not sure if his parents are still together but like his like his own his son is having to handle his parents problems um, it seems like his dad was like you know she's been given plenty of chances to get her situation right she won't she won't do it so that makes me think they're not together anymore but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Peyton, I think that just kind of got blown up. And it made, it was a good, feel-good story. ESPN and all these people picked up on it saying, hey, we're pulling for him now. And not that we shouldn't, not that he's lying or anything like that. But, you know, it. I think the media might have taken one sentence and ran with it. Imagine that. Uh, another example of that, I guess, is um, Duke Williams. He... Uh, he's at the combine, obviously, and you know he was predicted to be in the first round, maybe the first receiver taken by Mel Kiper last year, and now he's late round, maybe not even in it. And he said today that he used to cry, cry every night because he he messed up his brothers, and you know he messed up the team basically. Um, he's one of the three reasons Auburn was had a bad year last year, and he could have controlled that. He was given many chances, but, you know, he, he seems to have been humbled now, 
uh, kind of hope he wished he had been humbled the first time he was kicked off or first time he was suspended, but it is what it is. Um, he's got the tools to be a good NFL receiver. He's got the hands. He's got everything. He needs to not be as lazy blocking, but um, it's just everybody is going to look at his attitude. And some teams care about that. Some teams don't. Some teams know that they can change a guy. Some teams know that a guy being this the being their job and having a responsibility, um, it, it, it changes it a little bit. And maybe a situation like this did change it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pulling for him. Yeah, he screwed up. He did things he shouldn't have. Uh, it was selfish at the time. Uh, but it, it, it is what it is. It, he probably, he was under a microscope a little bit, and he should have been, because he had gotten in trouble before, uh, but it seems like he is remorseful. He was just kind of one of those guys that was very uh, promising, and he's, his skill's still there, uh, but you know he's going to have to prove it at a different level now, uh, where older guys won't take that kind of stuff. And maybe that's exactly what he needs, so... I don't know if we call him an Auburn receiver. He played it. I mean, yeah, he scored. If we were pulling for him, whatever. I don't know. That's a debate for another day. But so yeah, softball's playing right now. I think they're playing St. John. No, they're playing Boston College tonight. Um, another tournament. That's all they do in the first part of the year is just play these tournaments, uh, round robin kind of things. Um, they've lost one game. They're awesome. It's good. Basketball plays at Alabama on Saturday. We need to win that game. They're, they got all up on their, oh, Alabama's tournament team because they won four or five in a row, and then they got blown out by Kentucky. Before that, they lost to Mississippi State, who's got a worse record than Auburn does. Auburn's got five SEC wins now, which is more than they did last year, and that's with a third of a team, basically. So, I don't know. They're going to be getting their trophy, and they think they're a bubble team and all that kind of stuff. Auburn needs to beat them. And they can. They beat them without Dunnins before. I mean, right now we've pretty much swapped Dunnins for uh, Canty. And in terms of um, vibe and in terms of how the team seems to play, Dunnins being in there is, is a better situation, I think. Canty could, throw some, could pop some threes. But when the team around him wasn't playing that well, he didn't really care. Um, Dunnins isn't that way. We just need to make sure Sim keeps playing hard now that his uh, point guard role has kind of been diminished. I kind of saw that a little bit last night. It seemed like he wasn't moving around as much. He didn't seem to care. Maybe it's because he got pulled out in the first half for 17 minutes, but it's because he was in foul trouble. But, you know, he still wants to play. Maybe he just, I don't know. He still played hard. He was in good in a good mood, but there's a lot of times where he was not moving. And Auburn was also able to beat them last night without Tyler Harris, which is like our scoring semi-forward center. So that's good. He might be back for Alabama too. Auburn Saturday against Alabama. Auburn just got to weather the storm. That's all. They just got to not get into all the toothless people there just for the the trophy ceremony and all that kind of stuff. Just don't let that bother them. Auburn has already beaten Alabama. They're proving they can do it. They just got to do it there with the toothless. All right. I think that's all. I did that. I, I, 
I asked a few days ago on Twitter, I did a little po Twitter poll, and a lot of Twitter clients don't show the poll correctly, so some people thought it was an actual question, but I had a poll to go with it. And I asked, if you listen to Vogel Spot still, should I keep them going? And it was about half and half, like 30% yes and no, and then like 50%, well, that doesn't matter. 40% uh, said, what's Spot? You gotta be kidding. It was you, Blake Ells. I know it was. Voting a lot. Not that everybody should know what it is, but I post these like every day. If you follow me on Twitter and you're answering the Twitter poll, you should know that I post a link to a Spot every day, I would think. So, most people said, just do it during football season. And I don't want to be like that. I agree it's hard to talk about things, but I just spent 16 minutes talking about not football other than a little bit about the combine. It can be done. I know it's not as fun. But we got to, if we want to be a basketball heavy school, we got to talk about basketball. If we want baseball to be good, you got to talk about baseball. You can't just give up and only talk about football. That's what members do. Bloggle spot, number 127, done, War Eagle.